to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hi there, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name's Oliver Banks, I'm your host. I'm a retail transformation specialist. And as a coach and a consultant, I work with retailers to help them successfully transform whilst running the business in harsh conditions by defining the ideal omni-channel operating model and then building up and delivering the change roadmap to bring that into reality. It's fantastic to work with retailers, building profitability and boosting customer experience. Thank you so much for tuning in. This one is episode 189, number 189. And today we are diving into one of the big growth areas in retail. It's a channel that presents loads of opportunity, live stream shopping, but also video content and how that blends into the world of retail. It's attracting significant attention amongst both big and small retailers and consumers are getting increasingly hooked onto the concept of live stream shopping, as well as other video content, like I say. Now, let's be honest, this is a trend that's been massively accelerated by the pandemic, but also it has been led by China as well. But now we see huge growth opportunities in the West, in countries like the UK, in the US and Europe, as well as in Australia and other parts of the world too. Now, to dive into this, there's going to be a couple of episodes. So this episode today, we're going to look more strategically, more high level at the trend of live streaming. And then next time, we're going to be diving into explore how you can build an operating model and some of the key elements that need to fit into a live stream operating model. But before we do get into this episode, I've got some very exciting news to share. And to help me do this, I'd like to welcome good friend of the Retail Transformation Show, Simon Hedo from Rethink Productivity, back onto the show. Simon, welcome back to the podcast. How are things? Good. Pleasure to be back. Thanks for having me on to break this exciting news. Absolutely. Well, let's just think for a moment, because the current climate is really pretty challenging. Simon, what are your thoughts on some of the, the current challenges? Well, there's, lot, there's lots going on in the world, isn't there? There's clearly, unfortunately, a, a war on. There's rising costs for everything that exists in a. If we think about a retailer or supply chain environment, hospitality, the things they're buying, the wages they're having to pay. There's just this perfect storm of costs, challenges, and constant change ever since lockdown. It's just, it's always changing, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's kind of come at the end of a period of what we would have classed as volatile and turbulent change. So. Whilst we may be used to it, there are so many things still to tackle. And so I'm delighted to announce that together we're putting on a brand new event, fully live event called Productivity and Transformation 2022. Simon, explain a little bit more about what we're planning, please. So delighted that we're working together. Really looking forward to the event. I think it's going to be an amazing day. We're going to bring like-minded people together. We're going to talk about these challenges and I think we're going to put them under four banners. So customer, cost, change, and last but certainly not least, colleagues. 
loads of time for networking when we've done events before you've done your events we've done some events everybody loves to network with like-minded people and i think there's just loads of great ideas out there at the moment people trying new things so let's get people together let's share those ideas in a safe environment let people learn from others and enjoy just being together in a live event face to face again absolutely i cannot wait this is going to be literally amazing here are the details folks It's a brand new event, like I say, Productivity and Transformation 2022. It's happening on the 15th of September in Birmingham, and it is retail only and by invite only. So if you are keen to attend, then do message myself or Simon. My email is oliver.banks at obandco.uk, or you can message me on LinkedIn. Simon, what's the best way of getting in contact with you? Yeah, again, on LinkedIn is fine. And my email is simon at rethinkproductivity.co.uk. Perfect. Simon, I can't wait. We're going to be diving into the whole event in a lot more detail over the coming weeks and months. So do stay tuned. But if you are interested, absolutely reach out. It would be fantastic to meet and greet and connect with you live in person. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Ollie. Looking forward to it. So some very exciting news there. Productivity and Transformation 2022 coming very soon. I'll put our contact details on the show notes page, which today are at obandco.uk slash 189. And there's going to be more content related to today's episode, which of course is all about live stream shopping. obandco.uk slash 189. Now, Let's dive into the live stream shopping, but first let's jump back and take a bigger look at the different types of video content because retail has long been associated with video content, in particular on TV adverts, broadcasts that are there to promote, to advertise products, services and brands to consumers. TV adverts are set up to appeal to the masses and they're a powerful way of building brands, creating familiarity with logos, colours, jingles and sounds, taglines, slogans and even people. Just spend a moment and think of some of your favourite TV adverts from years gone by. You know, maybe you've got some fond memories of particular characters or songs or even stories, right? These TV adverts, video content, let's be honest, stick in our minds. And of course, despite the rise of online TV, which still has adverts in, by the way, let's be honest, classic TV ads still play a huge part. Think about the annual storytelling tradition that now happens during Christmas TV ads and who's going to be battling the likes of John Lewis or the supermarkets for the top spot. Or perhaps you want to think about the spectacle and the sparkle of Super Bowl ads. But with TV adverts, there is no personalisation. It is, like I said, a broadcast, a one-way communication. There are also single, one-off moments in time. Sure, an advert may be repeated, but each one is a particular moment in time. And whether that is the same advert or actually a different advert, it doesn't really matter. It's expensive. And then finally, there's not a huge amount of data about a TV advert. 
Sure, you may have viewing figures for the TV show, but you don't really know how many people are sitting in front of the television watching and how many people have got up to boil the kettle or go to the toilet, whatever. Nor how precisely they actually do lead to a converted customer. But what's interesting is when you think of all of those, that's almost the opposite of social media. They are personalised. They encourage two-way conversation. They allow a story to continue. It's not just a one-off. It's really cheap to get into, free, arguably. And there's a ton of data. So in many ways, I think it's really very natural that we've found ourselves in a place where we are taking what that classic broadcast advertising brings and what the new age social media brings and blending them together. The best of both worlds. And so now as we look at video content, there are broadly three new formats that are much more present and much more popular today. Those three formats are live stream shopping, recorded shoppable videos and one-on-one video content. That is connecting one particular customer with one particular colleague for a live video call. And as you think about these three formats of video content, almost they're on a spectrum between entertainment on one side and functional retail on the other side. You know, imagine live streaming is much more about entertainment and discovery. So that end of the spectrum, you've got shoppable videos in the centerpiece that are content that brings products to life in a richer way than just a lifestyle photo or product picture. And then down at the functional retail end, we've got these one-on-one video conversations, which are all about specific questions where a customer is most likely to be very much in the consideration phase, the decision-making phase of a customer journey, or maybe even post-purchase too. And it is a very specific question, much more functional, like I say. Now, this spectrum is not an exact science. It's not so black and white. Of course, there are different ways that you could play around with these three broad video formats. So we have three emerging video content formats, but you may remember a few episodes on the podcast ago. That's episode 181. We were looking at new business models driven by sustainability. And we came to the realization that many of these new business models are not that new. So what about these new emerging video content? Are they new? Is live streaming new? Sure it is. But then if you spend a moment and you think about QVC or other home shopping channels, there was the opportunity for presenters to demonstrate products on screen, looking at features, looking at benefits, encouraging viewers to call up with their credit card in hand and place an order. So if you swap a TV for a variety of devices, be it smart television, be it laptop, be it phone, and then you swap making a telephone call for a few clicks, and suddenly we find ourselves having live streaming. So live streaming, in many ways, is not new, but shoppable video though, right? But then think about infomercials, recorded segments of TV that would dive into specific aspects And again, have that call to action of placing an order, adding in elements of urgency to encourage people to, like I say, pick up the phone 
or even fill out a paper form and send it off in the post, in the mail, right? And then we've also got product placement in movies and TV shows, which has existed for quite some time. So this is kind of like featuring products very heavily in recorded video content, just without that shoppable link, right? But then think about one-on-one video. But then you remember that in the old-fashioned days, customers would telephone up colleagues in stores to have a conversation, to ask about a particular product. Sure, the medium is a little different, audio only versus audio and video, but the output from a customer perspective is the same. So our three emerging video formats are actually not that new after all. But there are a couple of major differences when we do look back at the previous incarnations of these video formats, let's say. The first difference is it's so much more accessible to create this type of content right now. From a technical perspective, everyone basically can go live via a social media platform. We all have super computers in our pockets that double up as a live stream production studio if we want. And we just need to ensure that we've got some fast internet, which again, many of us are lucky to have nowadays. Sure, the production quality may not be all that high, but you could conceivably go for a live stream strategy for absolutely zero cost. And certainly even investing in some production quality is going to come in much lower cost than setting up a home shopping studio or QVC type operation, right? So, so much more accessible to create and there's far fewer barriers to entry for yourself, but also for competitors as well. So this is making live stream shopping much more present in our world, but also there's a much bigger choice available to us as well. It's not just a choice of a couple of different home shopping channels on the television, right? So much more accessible to create, which is a good and bad point. And then much more accessible to consume as well is the other difference from the previous incarnations of these video formats. Consumers are using mobile devices almost all of the time, right? And as such, people are developing an ability to quickly scan, to see what's happening whilst on the go. You do not need to be sat down on your sofa, television remote in one hand, telephone and credit card in the other, ready to place your order. So mobile devices do make it much easier to access this sort of live stream shopping content. But there is so much going on in our phones. You can be sitting, watching, invested in live stream shopping, and you've got notifications popping up from social media ads or emails or other messages coming up, as well as the rest of life going on around you outside of the little black screen in your hands. So whilst it is more accessible, we do need to be able to deal with those distractions. So I'd argue that the new video formats are not new, but they are different. So let's look at some examples. So firstly, let's zoom over to China, who, like I said earlier, has really led the way with this live stream shopping movement. Out there, it's much more part of life and companies are much more set up, ready to do it. The best live stream sellers can sell billions of dollars worth of product in just a few hours. And in particular, Singles Day has become well known for increased focus on live shopping events, both in the build-up and on the day itself. 
I'd look to someone called Austin Lee, a live streaming influencer who sold single-handedly $1.8 billion worth of lipstick in a marathon live streaming session lasting around 12 and a half hours. Austin Lee is known in China as the Lipstick King and has broken plenty of records, whether it be that record, which is quite an astonishing figure, or even selling 15,000 lipstick tubes in just five minutes on Taobao. The numbers are just crazy, in my opinion. But it's not just about cosmetics. In China, we've seen live streaming really be picked up by farmers even, selling fruit and vegetables and other produce. In particular, I love the example of a lady who live streams all about running a farm from mucking out the chickens to feeding the pigs, and in particular, how to grow oranges, her speciality. So when it comes to orange selling season, she's there, she's ready, she's got a captive audience. And in 2020, she sold a million kilograms of oranges in just 13 days, which I worked out to be about half a million single oranges per day, selling direct to consumer. There's a huge amount of visibility there. There's a huge amount of love there. And imagine being that customer that you've seen how much effort goes into producing that orange and then your crate of oranges arrives and you get to to, to, to taste it, see how juicy it is, smell the flavours. You've seen it on a screen. You've not been fully able to interact, but suddenly it's there in front of you. That must be a great moment for those customers. And of course, a great moment for those that are making it happen and seeing some massive results at the end as well. So there are some great examples of live stream shopping in China and there are absolutely loads. Like I say, it is leading the way and it is far beyond any other country in my opinion. But let's come back to the West because there are some examples, albeit a little bit more modest, (laughs) but more and more companies are starting to experiment. In no particular order, Curry's in the UK are one of the leaders. In particular, they've put on presenter-led shows, very high polish, similar to a TV show, I would say, talking to celebrities with a little bit of product placement in there and also answering some questions from the audience as well. Very are also getting into live streaming, also going with a presenter-led approach. A bit more like a classic home shopping TV channel, I would say. In particular, I'm thinking of a session they held recently, hosted by celebrity Judy Love and with other influencers appearing on the circa one hour long show. In particular, with this live stream, I love the fact that they featured products very clearly and it was easy to click to explore and add to bag, most importantly. Amazon are also starting to experiment with live shopping. They launched it as they prepped for big retail events such as Prime Day and Black Friday, but now they've developed a creator network which is live streaming continually every day throughout the day with plenty of different live channels and live presenters to watch at any given moment in time. Creators tend to be individuals, not Amazon employees, but they're live streaming within the Amazon ecosystem, selecting the product ranges from the extensive catalogue on Amazon Marketplace, and then earning a commission for each sale that goes through. So you can find someone that you enjoy watching and you can continue to watch them. 
Amazon have also gamified this as well, allowing the creators to earn points and experience, a bit like a computer game, right? And reach different levels. Now, the higher the level you are, the more prominent you become on Amazon. And in turn, you get the opportunity to build your viewer numbers and make more money. So Amazon are encouraging the creators to stay in the game, to keep people logged on and keep people buying from Amazon. Great execution there, as you'd probably expect. Walmart have also been experimenting a lot with live streaming, especially building a partnership with TikTok. Now, Walmart's streams are more polished, in my opinion, than Amazon's, much more corporate, much more branded. But they're also doing brand collaborations as well. At the time of recording, they've got collaborations with the likes of Gillette and Oral-B, cosmetics brands Lottie London, pet food company Pedigree, and other well-known brands. Now, what I like about this is it's taking elements of the direct-to-consumer movement, D2C, and building it into a classic retail environment. So you get to hear from the experts at Pedigree, for example, about dog health and dog nutrition, but you get to have the accessibility of a mainstream retailer like Walmart too. Another example, Ulta Beauty have run a series of live streams where they allowed viewers the chance to use augmented reality to further engage customers in the buying process, trying on different cosmetics whilst you're watching. Great. But it's not just for the big retailers. I'd like to name check Diane Petriana, founder of Take a Hike, who is now converting from her classic physical retail roots into live stream shopping in a big way. Now, I originally met Diane at my first virtual event, Retail Transformation Live, just a few days into the original lockdown in March 2020. And I was so impressed with Diane and she's absolutely taken this live stream opportunity, run with it and seeing huge results, a real success story. And I suppose all of these examples lead us to say, should you be experimenting with live streaming too? The market is growing at a massive rate. Customers are more familiar with what live stream shopping is. Live stream shopping can condense the customer journey, taking someone who has never heard of or never discovered a particular product or brand through to a sale in one sitting, perhaps lasting only a few minutes. Livestream shopping is biased towards a younger audience. But of course, we do need to make a wide recognition that that younger audience becomes more mainstream as they age every single day, both in terms of consumers, but also colleagues as well. With livestream shopping, you can really bring your products to life. It's just easier to see them and understand them when someone's interacting in real life rather than a glossy, perhaps photoshopped image, or even in a, a fancy product video. And written product descriptions can never really be as interesting as real people handling the product. But at the very same time, equally, your customers may not want to be shopping everything on a live stream. They may want to be able to shop quickly or check for some specific information tucked away into your product stats. So don't immediately discard all of that. Another aspect which is really positive with live stream shopping is that social proof. You get to see what other people are buying and you get to build the urgency to encourage people to put their hand into their proverbial pocket, press the buy button, feeling safe in the knowledge that 
many other people are buying at that moment too. Maybe you can bring customers on air. Maybe you can use the comments stream to show some of this social proof. But it's something that e-commerce has struggled with, but physical retail has always done very well. You get to see if there's a big crowd around a particular product, right? And then the other element connected to that that live stream shopping is great at is building community. The chance to connect with others. Perhaps it's an influencer, perhaps it's a celebrity, or perhaps it's just like-minded people that are passionate about the same things that you as a customer are. So maybe you should be experimenting with live stream shopping too. But on the flip side, it's not for everyone. Just the same as social media is not for everyone. Yes, it may be popular, but it's never going to be 100%. So recognize that. It's time intensive to watch. Live streams take a lot of time to invest, whereas social media scrolling is much quicker, right? You know, personally, I have to be honest, I'm unlikely to watch a live stream shopping event with the exception of my professional hat on, unless it was something really stand out, someone that I really wanted to see, a product or a category that I really wanted to learn and and love and get into a bit more. But that's my personal preference because my time is very limited. But that is a consideration that is not going to be for everyone. And equally, it won't work for all categories. You know, buying groceries in that time-intensive manner is probably not the best idea in the world. But... Within buying groceries, there are aspects which could be amazing. Think about, you know, recipes and learning to cook particular ingredients. And actually, how do you bring them into life and really promote perhaps new products, perhaps promotions, but not everything, right? Still thinking about the flip side, although there is social proof and community aspects in there, live stream shopping is still a broadcast medium, one to many. But I think you can use one of the other video formats, one-to-one conversations, to make it more personable. And maybe you might say, well, that would take too much time to have a one-to-one conversation with every customer. But if you were running physical retail shops, you'd be willing to invest that time for colleagues talking to customers. Or if you were running a customer service centre, you are willing to invest the time for a colleague to talk to a customer on the phone or in a live chat. It's just the same. It's just a different medium, right? And then the final element that I do wonder about is the returns element. I have no data. This is just my gut feel here. But I do wonder whether buyer's remorse is going to be a bit stronger with live streaming. When you're watching a live stream event, you can get carried away in the moment, caught up in the energy, caught up in the excitement. But then, like I say, when that buyer's remorse sets in, either in the hours following the sale or when receiving the product, it can be a bit underwhelming. Maybe it's not as polished or as sexy as when your favorite influencer or celebrity was wearing it, or when a really engaging expert was showing you how to use it, whatever it is. I do wonder whether people will then think, actually, do I really want this? I'm going to return it. And then suddenly you've got that whole world of pain about returns, right? So there are some good and bad points about live stream shopping. Same with everything. So is live stream shopping the single one thing that you must do? No, that would be a preposterous suggestion because whatever it is that you choose to do, it needs to fit with your business, with your brand, with your organization, with your operating model. 
Can you survive without doing live stream shopping? Yes, absolutely, I believe. Could you be better as a business and could you be better to engage customers with live stream shopping? I also think, yes, you could be as well, if it fits. And I'd also say it's probably not an exclusive channel or strategy to approach either. You need to consider how it fits into a wider omni-channel strategy to help customers at different moments through the customer journey. Now, I'm still keen to look at the future of live streaming, but I did want to just highlight what we're going to be talking about in the next episode, because if you are genuinely interested in exploring the opportunities with live stream shopping, you're going to need to build an operating model. There are so many considerations to factor in, and that is what we're going to be talking about next time. It's the sort of thing that I do very regularly with clients as well that I'm consulting with, helping them build new operating models. Maybe it's around live streaming. Maybe it's around something completely different, but dissecting the opportunity to say, how do you bring this to life? So do make sure you tune in to the next episode. That's going to be episode 190. And of course, the best way of catching that is going to be either subscribing to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's absolutely free. You just click that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts or get a reminder by signing up for the Retail Transformation Briefing, which not only gives you the preview of new episodes of the podcast coming out every single week, but importantly, keeps your finger firmly on the pulse of the ever-evolving world of retail through highlighting key headlines from the world of retail transformation every single week. And live streaming is increasingly featured in those headlines. You can sign up for free for the Retail Transformation Briefing at obandco.uk slash 189. That's obandco.uk slash 189. And you'll also be able to see more content about some of the live streaming topics we've discussed today. But before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to take a little look at what could be the future for live stream shopping. And I've got six thoughts for you to take away. So first up, live stream shopping does not only need to be about the sale. Imagine, as a customer, you get the chance to attend a live skills session to help learn how to make the most of your latest purchase or learn how to be able to tie different elements of your wardrobe together, for example. And this could be especially powerful if you segmented your customers who've recently purchased particular products or particular ranges so that you could curate a highly relevant audience of highly interested customers and offer them brilliant content and allow them to truly engage with the brand. So it doesn't need to be only about the sale. And I suspect we'll start to see more live streams that are not about buy now. The second thought for the future of live stream shopping is that it will become more integrated with the business, with the wider planning and with the bigger operating model. Now, like I say, we're going to be talking more about live stream operating models next time round. But right now, because it is more of an experimental element, it's more of a bolt on to the business. It's not a core concept. And so actually, how does business planning, how does sales forecasting take into consideration this, as well as how do other aspects fold in as well? Think about returns, right? So it's going to come more integrated with the wider business. We spoke about an example with AR 
blending into live stream shopping. And I think we're going to see much more of this happening as well, helping turn the flat 2D demo into a more lifelike version to be able to try or to be able to explore in your own way. So I think that's going to be absolutely something to keep an eye out on. And then I think we're also going to see live stream shopping linking into other content, including more shoppable videos so you can explore different aspects. And again, I think this is something we're starting to see the different ingredients for already. You know, imagine when you're watching online television and you get to use the sort of the x-ray type features to be able to see which actors and actresses are in the scene that you're watching right now. Now imagine that you can pick that out for products, similar to a shoppable Instagram post, but then you can take it a step further by inquiring about how you can shop the look or buy the product. You think, oh, that person is wearing a nice top. What is that? And then you can find that it's from Zara, for example, but it's out of stock and then be able to do an image search to find other similar products from other retailers, perhaps or even to be able to offer affiliate payments to micro-influencers as they drive customers to particular brands. So it's going to come much more linked into other content to continue on the shopping journey in a more on-demand way as well. My fifth thought for the future of live stream shopping, perhaps a bit controversial here, and it's the expansion of deep fakes, although we'll probably have to come up with a better name for them than that. By deep fakes, I'm meaning where visuals and voices are simulated to look like someone, typically someone famous. So now imagine you've got a deep fake and you're bringing together this deep fake avatar, let's say, an AI chatbot and live streaming to be able to create a truly personalized one-on-one conversation where the product mix can be more tailored to you as an individual viewer. The offers and prices can be more tailored to you as an individual viewer and the interaction, guess what I'm going to say next, can be more tailored to you as an individual viewer. And that can be two-way interaction as well. And maybe if you've subscribed to the Retail Transformation Briefing, then you may recollect that a few weeks ago, we saw that Dior and Infobib launched an automated WhatsApp chatbot with the voice and the tone of a human influencer, Jizu. And I think it's blending that theme in with, like I say, the deep fakes where you've got Tom Cruise or whoever saying whatever. And imagine that with an AI chatbot that you can begin to get a really interesting conversation on a one-on-one level. And then following on from there, of course, the sixth item for live stream shopping is the metaverse and the chance to connect with your favorite personas, celebrities, influencers on a one-on-one basis in a much more accessible way than the real world. Although, of course, your favourite personas are going to need to retain some level of exclusivity rather than having full, unlimited access for everyone, or else they risk losing the appeal. So there we go. Six thoughts for the future of live stream shopping. What do you reckon? How do you see live stream shopping evolving, or is it just a flash in a pan? So next time on the Retail Transformation Show, we are going to be exploring live stream shopping operating models. How do you bring this to life? We'll start with some of the obvious aspects, but expand to other elements around the business as well. So do make sure you, like I say, hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and tune in next week for that episode. 
And in the meantime, reach out, share your thoughts, either on social media, LinkedIn in particular, connect with me. Say that you've listened to this episode. I'm Oliver Banks. Or you can reach me on email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And if you're a retailer, don't forget, ask about Productivity and Transformation 2022. It promises to be a fantastic session where we'll be exploring all sorts of ways that the retail market is evolving and is changing and what, importantly, you can do about it as we set about further harsh trading environments. I'll put all the links on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 189. And of course, if you can't wait to the next episode, then I've got four episodes for you to go and check out right now. So first up, in episode 181, we were talking about six new business models driven by sustainability. And the spoiler alert there is that five of those six new business models are not that new after all. Also, check out episode 179 with Michael LeBlanc. And we were talking about how influencers are changing retail. A very relevant connection there to live streaming. Also, check out episode 171 with Howard Tierski as we explored how you can let avatars guide your transformation. And perhaps avatars could also guide your live stream strategy as well. And then finally, scroll way back through the archives to episode 72, number 72, a great episode with Lee Woodard, where we were talking about being digital versus doing digital. And I think there's a huge element of that conversation that falls into the live streaming strategy as well. Do you truly be and become a live stream retailer or do you just do live stream shopping? Go and check out that episode to find out more about that amazing conversation. So we're going to wrap up this episode right now. Do make sure you come back for the next episode, episode 190, where once again, we'll be exploring live stream shopping operating models. Thanks so much for your support. And I'll join you in another episode of the Retail Transformation Show podcast very, very soon. Bye for now.